Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. my goodness, I am so excited and so ready for this conversation that we are going to have today. And this is going to air during March, Women's History Month. And I'm excited because these beauties in front of me have done something that I haven't done and I have no plans to do. But I thought this would be healing for all of y'all to hear their stories about having babies while building a business. And so I asked some of my friends and mentors and colleagues on the interwebs to come through and tell us about their stories. And it is my hope that by hearing the real deal behind everything, that you will get some healing and some information and some great advice and like permission if you need it to just do you, boo. (laughs) So I just want to go around, round robin, I'll call each of y'all. We have two Ashleys on with us. So Ashley B and Ashley M. And please start by telling us a little bit about what you do in the online space and tell us how old your little ones are, if you have more than one. Okay. So Ashley B, we're going to start with you. All right. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm, it's just, So fun to be here. I started my business in 2017. We do system strategy and virtual assistant recruiting to help buy back time for busy entrepreneurs who are wanting to grow without spending more time. And so it's really relevant for me to be doing that as a parent because all of that feels very tangible for me as well. I have two daughters who are two and a half and two months old. Yes. And I have to say this, Ashley B, that before we started rolling, you were like, yes, we're really doing the real because you just got spit up on. So. Yeah, yeah. I am have a daughter on my lap, so you will hear newborn noise going on. All good. All good. And, and we have to talk about that a little bit more because you and I are in the peer-led mastermind. And I remember, mm-hmm. so just hold this for me before when we get to it. I remember when you were about to have the first one. And we're freaking out about what to do about that. So please remind me to bring that up if I forget. Okay. 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 Catherine. So I have two precious babies and online I work with moms along their motherhood journey and monitor their physiology. So how their body is responding Mm. to the things they eat, their stressors, their work environment, how they exercise and move so that their pregnancy journey is safer and that they recover well post-delivery. So that's what I do. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, we got to give a little bit more background. You are a doctor (laughs) of physical therapy. That's why you do that work. (laughs) Like, you're just not a random, like, coach. It's like, yes, I, no, that's what you do. (laughs) And your little ones are how old? They are seven and one. And the reason why that's important to note, because we were (laughs) talking before and Courtney was like, wait, I'm a COVID mom. And I didn't even think that was a thing, but I brought Catherine, I brought you on here because I knew that you had that separation between your kids' ages. And so maybe you could talk a little bit about pre-COVID and post-COVID parenting. So (laughs) thank you for bringing that to the conversation. Okay, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley M. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Monk. I'm the CEO of Anya. We are an online advertising, social media, and strategy agency for companies that 
want to grow. So helping companies figure out a predictable, profitable roadmap that's customized to their business to get them to drive the results they want. And I have the most beautiful, I know we all have the most beautiful, um, (laughs) amazing kiddos. And my daughter is eight months old now, and it has gone fast. Yes. Cause I feel like you were just pregnant yesterday. Yeah, me too. Okay. And then Courtney. Hello, everyone. So I'm Courtney Shawl, and I am a business coach. I started off as a copywriter. So that's my background is in like sales copy and writing. I've been running my business for just over 10 years now online. So I'm a bit of a dinosaur on the online business space. And I, what we really do is we, we coach uh, service-based entrepreneurs to book out their services and then turn their service into an online course. My daughter is almost five months old and I had to sit there and calculate because I was going to say three months. So yeah, it goes by really fast. And and I believe everyone, when they say that, I feel like I'm going to blink and she's going to be 35. And yeah, like, like Tavana said, I, I'm a, I, I, when I got pregnant, I was like, I will not give birth in COVID. And then you know, here we are. So, um, so I am, I am a, I have a pandemic baby, so I'm really excited to actually hear from all the other women on this panel, because I have not connected with a lot of moms because of the pandemic. So this is, this is really a treat for me as well. Yeah. I I still, when you said five months, I was like, surely she means five weeks. I cannot even (laughs) believe it's been no, like seriously. I know. I'm still, my head's messed up, right? Right? That it's been five months. Wow. Okay. So where, I mean, I'm just going to let y'all go because I had thoughts about what we might talk about (laughs) today. And I just asked each of you, like, is there something that you really felt like you wanted to talk about today, like really needed to be to be shared? And so... I'm going to start with the question that I had with y'all, and then I'm going to ask you to just bring up what you did. So how has becoming a mother changed how you run your business? I want to start with Courtney. And that question came up specifically from something that I heard you go on a rant about one time during (laughs) during a coaching session. Oh, you want a rant. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then everybody else thinking your answers too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So how has becoming a mom changed the way I do business? I've been on a few rants about this. So I'll try to keep this, you know, considerate of everybody's time. When I was pregnant, I actually aligned so perfectly and this wasn't by accident. It kind of made sense that this happened at the same time, but I found out I was pregnant the day before my operations manager started. So she started when I found out I was pregnant and then the entire pregnancy was really a process of us setting up the business for me to be able to take three months away. And when I would talk about this on Instagram and such, I feel like a lot of people didn't listen, (laughs) which sounds like really whining, but didn't listen because if they weren't a mom or they weren't planning a maternity leave, they thought that didn't apply to them. And what I realized through that process was this journey of building the business to run without me is something I should have done five years ago or could have done earlier, but it was in being pregnant that there was a, you know, a ticking time bomb on it and I had no choice. And there was that motivation and that constraint around it. So that was one way. And then I think the other way, and the one that is more recent that you're probably referencing Tavana is 
realizing coming back to work, quote unquote, and we'll talk, I think we're going to talk about maternity leave and like what that actually looks like, because I did take that time off. And I also worked during that time a bit as well. But when I came back from maternity leave in January of 2022, I decided that I wanted to do a three-day work week and that I needed to be really, really, really intentional about what I was doing in those three days and what those hours were, because it's no longer this open space of like what I had forever was, oh, I could work at any time of day whenever I feel like, and so I never did, or I would never get things done. And now I'm so focused and that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. I had to get really clear on what am I trying to create here? What is the goal? what are the strategies or things we need to focus on to get to that goal? Everything else is a distraction and I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. So I understand that distractions are hard to deal with, but I know exactly what our strategies are for marketing, for sales, for our program. All other things are ideas that are going into a container. When I sit down to work, I know exactly what I need to get done. And I don't get the luxury of just sitting around like on the computer into the you know wee hours of the night because somebody has to be watching the baby. So when I'm done, I'm done. And then I can switch from work mode to mom mode or whatever that is. And I can compartmentalize that. And it's allowed me to be able to be on work when I'm on work, more effective in that, and then let that go when I'm done and then focus on my baby and my family when that's over. So I think in those ways, it's been a real blessing to my productivity. And obviously that's not all it's been. It's also been really challenging, but in that way, it's actually helped me a lot because I think I had too much openness before. And I ended up just kind of pseudo working all the time. And and I just can't do that anymore. So yeah, in short, it's it's constraint. Yeah. Constraint boundaries around your time and the roles that we play, because we all play various roles in our lives. And what it made me think of, Courtney, was uh, Parkinson's law, which basically says the more time you give a task is what the time the task will take. Absolutely. And, And it's so interesting because I see this for those of us who aren't moms, but perhaps we're working a job, right? So that's one role that we play while we're building our business. I hear so often people say, if I could just get rid of this nine to five, or if I can just get rid of this job, I'll have more time to be able to build my business. And I'm like, no, that is not how that works. As a matter of fact, it's more of a benefit for you to learn how to build your business within this constrained period of time, because then you just have more time for your life once you let go of the job. So anyways, I just wanted to highlight that. Thank you, Courtney. Oh, A million percent. And also with moms who feel like I, you know, have this belief, I can't grow my business because I have limited time. I'm like, no, I mean, like, yes, that's hard. And also it is a blessing at the same time. So let's try to leverage that because there's this really power in that. So yeah, I I love that. You said that. 100%. Ashley M. How did like becoming a mom change how you ran your business? Such a good, and it's such a loaded question. I would say one of the things that was exciting and maybe a way to reframe this question too, was what didn't change. And I remember, and the challenge with that question and kind of why I bring it up is I think that one of the stereotypes that I just heard over and over again, and I was so excited to have my daughter, but she was a surprise. My husband and I were really thankful, but all that to say, we had planned to wait a little bit longer because everyone had said, well, once you have kids, that's it. Like 
basically with that small-minded thinking, you can't build something big once you have a baby. You're not going to have any time. It's your priorities are going to change, which again, you're making space and capacity for someone that you love so much. I mean, but I would say for me, one thing that was really exciting about having my daughter is that my vision didn't even change. It just got bigger because I think the perception that everyone said was, well, like you don't need to build a team or like to keep building your team. Cause we do have a team of five. I know just all of these things and all of these kind of should statements of what you're supposed to do and best practices that kind of keep us playing small. And so I was just really excited to be on the other side of that and almost not to prove everyone wrong per se, but just was very, very excited to see for me. No, but I love my daughter and what's happened. It's not like a, you have to choose a this or that it's either baby or business. And what was so excited was just being up opened up to the both. And like, you can have the business, you can have the family you can have it all. Now, there were a lot of shifts I think that I did make in just how I prioritized in general, because I think originally, and something that I'm still navigating now, eight months in, we were in person a lot. So we were remote and then we were kind of in person and we had a hybrid because I do have a lot of our team is local. And so when we returned back into the office, that was an area that I personally, I love that though we service clients throughout the nation and throughout the world, our team being in office was something that was always really important to me. But I realized too, that that priority has been one that I've wrestled with because I also want to be spending more time, see my daughter in the home office more often. And so there have been these shifts. And so I would say the way that it's really changed, there haven't been many concrete line in the sand decisions that I've had to make, but what I've started to realize about my business and what's been exciting since having a baby has been, it's okay that priorities in life will shift and that it's an ebb and flow and that I don't have to necessarily have it all figured out. Because I think that was my perception was I had to plan out my entire maternity leave. I had to have everything and I'm type A too, but with, and you will know with growing companies and growing your business, it's just, you can predict and you can plan, but there's kind of always those curveballs. And so that's probably been the biggest shift is that I've let go of a lot of the rigid, very, very strict expectations that I did have. And I've tried to give myself and still learning to give myself that freedom and grace to know that as my life is expanding, there are going to be ebbs and flows and being okay with those things. 100%. Thank you for that. Catherine. So for me, there are so many things and just listening to you all made me think about a lot of things, but I would say the biggest thing was learning to trust other people with my vision. So when I had my son, I was building, so I started my company in 2011. So some of it, I was working with moms in person, really did not do a lot of things remotely, but I always did it by myself and I was okay to grow it slowly and to build quality relationships and then just let the referrals come. And that's how I grew my first two programs. Well, when this program came along and this sweet baby came along and more coordination and prioritization and things came with it, it was now that, yes, I do want to build something, but now I want to reach more women. And if I want to reach more women, I need to share my vision with someone who also wants to help women. And so once I did that, it started to, it just flourished. Like it's grown so much. This most recent program that we started in last March 
it's grown more in less than a year than my other two companies grew combined in the last decade. So it it really matters, though, that I do that because for me, I love, love, love. There's nothing more than I love doing than being a mom. So when I said I'm going to work from home, two of those days, my daughter is with me and she is you all know she's almost two. And so she takes all of my attention when she's here. But I just coordinate meetings during her nap time. So she's very consistent. And so when she's sleeping between 11 and two, I have all my meetings. And then when I'm done, she wakes up, we go to the park. So I get to spend that time with her when she's here. But I know that there is someone else out there. Her name is Jessica Thompson doing work as well. So if I have Monday for operations, Wednesday for relationship building, Friday for marketing, Sundays for meetings with moms, and then we're texting throughout the week, there's that flexibility because I know I'm not the only one doing it. And I believe that that I was the bottleneck to my own company prior to having my daughter. So it sounds like I'm hearing a little theme here of get some help and let it be okay. Okay. All right. And I want to keep reiterating because I am not a mom that this, what they're saying does not only apply to people who have little people in their lives. Okay. Ashley B. I love everything everyone said. Like I've been nodding my head vigorously the whole time. It's like, yep, I felt that. I felt that like the ebbs and flows and having to focus and learning to live within constraints. One thing I also have noticed too is part of the reason I started this business is I didn't want my career and my parenting to be in constant conflict with each other, where you do feel like you have to choose. And I was in grad school when I got married. And so all of a sudden we're starting to talk about when do we want to have a family and all these things. And we're looking at all of the, you know, the kinds of job opportunities coming out of that program and talking to the other women and even the men in that program and hearing all of them wrestling with the same thing. Like, I want to pursue these things. These are exciting. I want to, you know, I'm ambitious. I have these ideas. I want to work, but I feel like I have to choose between that and having a family and being there in the way that I want to be. And I hate this. Why is it this binary thing? And so that's why I started the business. And one of the things that I've loved is that I feel like I now have the ability for my business to strengthen how I am as a parent and vice versa. And one of those things, like, you know, several other people have said has been learning how to lead because being a good leader as a parent and being a good leader as a boss or as a visionary within my business, like those things can feed into each other. And I was not experienced in that at all before I started either of these things. And so I feel like it's been so helpful to learn how to let go within my business and then turn around to my almost three-year-old and say, Hey, I also know that you can do this for yourself and I can trust you and I can give you space to make mistakes, right? Like those things play into each other. So that's been really, really cool. And it's also taught me to learn better, which is really hard for me how to be content because I've always been super ambitious, type A, hard driving, high performing sort of personality and workaholic tendencies. And this is the first year where we have no intention to grow our revenue at all. That's just not the goal. That's not the plan. The plan is to serve our clients really well and to hold that steady while my hours dropped in half, right? And to be content with that and to say, hey, this is okay because this is where I am in my life. This is what I want for my life. This is why I'm doing this, right? Like why asking a lot of those deep questions about identity and what am I getting from this and why am I doing this and why am I choosing it this way? has really helped me grow as a human being in ways I didn't expect to. 
And on that note, Ashley B., I promised that we would come back to this because <laughs> I knew you way back when, before mm-hmm. the first little and even mm-hmm. way before that, too, because we've known each other since like 2015. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you just tell people what that experience was like with you before, like before you had the first one, like when you knew you were pregnant with the first one mm-hmm. to when you found out you were pregnant with the second one? Like what was the the contrast maybe between those two experiences for you? Yeah, it was it was night and day. And part of it was realizing through the first time that I needed to learn some things the hard way. Like I wasn't going to get it right the first time. And that was okay. Because <laughs> the first time I really was like, no, I'm going to, if I get this right, if I figure this out in advance, we're going to have the plan. We're going to work the plan. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be perfect. My business is going to grow while I'm gone. And it put a ton of stress on me to get it right, to do this thing I've literally never done before. Right. And so right before I went on maternity leave the first time, I hired two people and one of them is still part of my team. And she's basically a partner in the company now. And the other one really struggled. It wasn't the right fit for her. And so when I came back from maternity leave, I came back a week early after five weeks away, 40% of my business was gone. My clients had left. And so that was really scary. And I felt like, man, I did this the wrong way. And how's childcare supposed to work? And how do I balance these things? And I realized, especially in that first year, that that looks different every month for a solid year. And then it looks the same for like a year and a half. And now my toddler just dropped her nap out of the blue. And so we're redoing it again. And so I had to learn like, this will be iterative. It will be long-term. It will take a while. I will make mistakes. We will learn from those things. And this is part of it. And so by the second time around, you know, Jennifer's been on my team for three years now. She had it you know, and I trusted her and I had learned a lot about how to let go. And our program was much more consistent because last time our scope was so broad. It was so hard for anyone to step into that. And she just ran it. I was gone for two solid months. I did basically nothing. I came back. Everyone was still there. Everyone was happy. No one needs me anymore. Like I had some one-on-one clients. What was that like dealing with that, Ashley B? Like nobody needs me anymore. What was that like? It's Awesome. Because basically what we're learning is like, okay, I can focus on some one-on-one clients. I love this stuff. It's kind of a good like intellectual challenge for me. This is where I really shine. She's our VA recruiter. She handles all of that. Those people don't even have to know who I am. And so we have our, our two different lanes. Whereas before we were both kind of trying to do both of the same things together, like be endless backups to each other. But then that meant a ton of duplicate work. So now we can both help each other, but have our spaces. And it's given her space to lead too, as her own independent leader within the company where people think of my company and they think of her instead of me. Pretty cool. Especially for those of us who have built our business off of a personal brand. Yeah. I think Courtney, your, your business is all your name. Ashley, yours, yours has a different name, but it was built on you. And I'm sure Ashley, you had to make some kind of transitions. If this was probably before you even got, you had your, your baby but transitioning to other people. So I'm curious, just because also we're talking about pre and post COVID, Catherine, what are like, what are some of the highlights for pre COVID parenting versus post COVID parenting and having a business? If you could share some of those highlights and or advice, maybe. (laughs) So the biggest thing I've noticed is that, you know, before, because Actually, I had to deal, it's funny, 
parenting before COVID with one child was easier because I could drop him off at school. And then while he's at school, I have all of that time to work and grow my business and make money and then pick him up from school. And that time is uninterrupted and it's wonderful. Well, when COVID happened and school shut down, I had to teach him from home and then also work. So he was home all day and I was pregnant. And then when I had my daughter, it was like not only was school closed, but now I have her and she's too young to go to daycare. And at that time also, this is a random throw in, but you know, the stress that comes with COVID and having a baby during that time, I ended up running into preeclampsia. So couldn't go back to working the way I was before. So for six months, I have my daughter home, my son home, teaching, trying to still grow the business. And of course, my husband is helping in the way that he knows how and my family is trying to help. But it's completely different when you have the children in the house. And then for my husband who travels, you know, you would think COVID would have stopped all of that. But it didn't stop it immediately. So you have two kids in the house and trying to grow the business. So at this phase... My son is back in school, which is great. But then if something happens at daycare and my daughter has to stay home, let's say I have like tomorrow, I have three meetings tomorrow morning. And on Monday of this week, the lady called and said, hey, we're actually, someone caught COVID. So we're not going to be able to have the daycare open. And luckily at the end of the day, she called back and said, actually, I'm going to have someone come in and watch the kids. So of course, as a mom, you're like, well, I don't want a stranger watching the kids. It took me a long time to choose you, right? But luckily the lady who is teaching is also someone that I know from church and have known her for 20 years. So in this scenario, it worked out, but it doesn't always. So we just have to be ready to pivot. And it's it's lucky that now people are kind of used to seeing kids on the screen. And so we're kind of in that space where we can make it work. But how professional is it really to have your two-year-old running around the house when you have a meeting or a deal that you're trying to close? But that has just become something that I know may have to happen so that I can continue growing my business and being a mom at the same time. So that's the biggest difference for me. <laughs> that That's fascinating. I have two. Yeah, that's fascinating for me. I have so many questions right now, but I know we, we we can't talk all day. But I'm curious about how you all set up mat leave, how, how you all set up maternity leave. And were there any tough decisions that you had to make about it? And if we can kind of slide this in there too, is there any, was there any mom guilt or, or any guilt around it or any people that you had to correct about what maternity leave actually was. We'll start with you, Courtney, and then we'll go to you, Ashley. I love the last part of that question. You know, I love what Ashley said earlier about, um, like, the first time around, like, like, trying to plan it. And, you know, it's interesting because both of the Ashleys have mentioned being type A. I'm not. I'm type Z. (laughs) Like, I'm like, don't make me do anything ever. So... I, but there's challenges with that as well, right? Like similar challenges either, either way. And so it's such an unknown the first time around you, you, you don't know what to expect and you try to prepare yourself. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I brought in a operations manager early on, right? Like I just got pregnant. I, I spent the whole year, the whole pregnancy Make, getting my business ready for that. And I ended up um, having my daughter a month early. So 
thank goodness we were prepared because I was not, I, I, Devana probably knows this, but I had literally the day before I went into labor posted in our client group saying, Hey, here's what everyone can expect for my maternity leave starting next month. And the next day I posted being like, she's here. (laughs) I'm gone. So thank goodness we were ready for that, but you don't know what to expect. And, and you don't know how you're going to feel as a new mom. You don't know. And also like you, you can get into new motherhood and kind of start to get a little bit cocky in the first month. And then all of a sudden things change the second month. And so what happened for me was initially, and, and I would say that has continued is I had a lot of struggles mentally during pregnancy with brain fog. And I mentioned, I think I mentioned this earlier, I have ADHD. So I wasn't able to be on my medication during that time. And and that's just the hormones really messed with my brain. I really felt like I couldn't use my brain while I was pregnant. And what was really interesting is almost immediately after I gave birth, my brain came back online. And so I suddenly was planned this this maternity leave. And I was like, I have all these ideas. I want to do things. And I was so excited after eight months of not being able to do anything that I wanted to work. So when she was sleeping all the time as a newborn, I was like trying to jump in and do stuff. And I loved it. I felt like myself again. And then of course she got really colicky and things changed really fast in the second and third months. I then in sort of the end of my maternity leave, going back to work last month, got diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety and PTSD. So, you know, you, you have to just be ready for things to change. And I love Catherine that you mentioned that I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you all speak and I'm like taking notes in my head. I'm like, Oh wait, I need to like stay on because I might get asked a question. I'm learning so much and feeling so validated by all of your experiences. Cause I'm the one with the, the, the newest mom with the youngest, uh, not the youngest baby, but the newest mom. And it really is that constant pivoting. And the second that something is happening, you know, don't go, okay, this is the way it is now. It's happening right now. We don't know what's going to happen later. Just be grateful for that moment. Just go with the flow, whether it's good or bad or in between, just know that it's going to be different the next day, probably. And it might not be right. So you, it's, it's just you, having the best laid plans and also knowing it's not going to happen that way. But by having those plans, you create space and freedom for yourself and for things to be in flux. And I think that's the paradox of probably motherhood in general and being a business owner with a child and planning maternity leave is I'm really glad that I planned for every possible scenario. And then what is happening is not even something I planned for, but because I tried to prepare myself for as many things as possible and then let go. I think that's serving me really well. Not that it's been easy. I've had some very, very hard moments, but that has helped me to not worry about my business in those moments. Thank you for highlighting that because I appreciate you talking about the the ADHD and the PTSD and the mm-hmm. postpartum depression because I think that some people think that because you're still killing it, online Mm -hmm. and in your business and you have people helping you that you therefore are not human and have no struggles and all of these things. And later on this year, we're going to have a discussion about mental health and business. And so thank you for really opening that conversation. And I know you talk always about it. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily want to share those things. I always like, I'm the kind of person who is comfortable sharing those things. And I know that it's helpful too, because I think it normalizes a lot of that. And one thing that came up for me just in the last week is that 
when I'm, when I'm around people and talking, this is, this is my jam. Like I love this. So I'm on, right. But when I'm not on, I'm off. And it's very, then an ADHD brain is very much like that. And so I think a lot of times people assume like, oh, the way that I am on a call is the way I'm all, I am all the time. Like, no, no, this is like what feeds me. This is my energizer right here. And so, yeah, just, it, it goes back to that whole thing of, you know, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. We never get the full picture of anyone else's situation. And that is why I try to also share those things because I'm like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm just like sparkly and energized all the time because I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's why I don't start work until 10 a.m. because I'm not a morning person, even with (laughs) coffee. Awesome sauce. Ashley M., like we're talking about what, how you structured your maternity leave, anything that you wanted to highlight there. And if you want to chat at all about mom guilt. Yes. Okay. So my maternity leave plan did not go according to plan and that's okay. So the best word of advice that I think that I was given, because I'm sure like all of you experienced at some point and anyone listening is experienced, people like to just give a lot of unsolicited advice as soon as you become or yeah, are pregnant. You don't even ask what it just comes out of anywhere. I even think I posted on my personal Facebook profile resources that you've loved as a parent, not asking for advice, just like would love the resources. And then that I'm getting all these DMS and yeah, anyway, so the same happened with my maternity leave, but the best advice that I gave that my coach worked with me through and that we came up with was just to not have expectations because to your exact point, Courtney, you hit the nail on the head. We don't know. I mean, and I think everyone can attest to this as a first time mom, you, you don't know what you're going to want, what you're not. I mean, there's a huge life change. And so what I did was I structured about a month for me to be away. I didn't want to have a full maternity leave at that point. I knew that I felt like it would be harder for me when everyone was saying, do this or take this much time off or cancel all of your projects. I felt so small when I was given that feedback because I felt like I was having to sacrifice parts of the business that lighted me up in exchange for this new season of life. And so I did not want to do that. I understood where they were coming from and allowing that buffer. But for me, it did make me feel like I have to choose. And I don't believe that we should have to choose either. And so what I had done was I had planned out everything. My director of operations started with me as my administrative assistant, but she went full-time about probably three months before. She had been integrating into the DOO role throughout six months previous. And so it had worked out well. And we had a whole hiring structure. We had planned out um, a lot of the campaigns that we were going to do with our clients. And the last missing piece was finding another full-time media buyer to bring on our team because we are an advertising agency and we manage a lot of launches and campaigns that can be very, very stressful. And we had a few that were kind coming up around that time. And that media buyer only lasted with us about a week and a half, which kind of derailed. Yeah. And it was, we are still friends. We're still connected. It's great, but it was not at all how I thought the transition was going to go. And so what was originally going to be planned time off very quickly became say yes and scurry and figure it out as we go. And so it was a, it's funny looking back because a lot of people assume that it would be stressful, but I think to the exact conversation we were having earlier about being able to prioritize and plan things. I had set up enough boundaries and infrastructure within the company that while it wasn't what I had planned and what I had hoped for, honestly, it was fun and it was fueling for me to kind of be back in and at least do the things. Cause I was only doing things that 
were necessity and it kind of kept me engaged. So it was a challenge, but the biggest word of encouragement that I could give everyone would just be again, plan for the worst and like, not the worst, but like plan for like maybe a buffer. But I think for me, what was helpful, even though I am type A, I just, I felt really restricted actually having to take time away. What was actually better for me when I'm glad kind of looking back that was able to happen as well as working a little bit. And then pretty much like that a few weeks in, like really kind of came back and was kind of all back in. But I've realized now she was sleeping so much of that time that my time with her right now is more important because she's so engaged and she's at this stage and she was sleeping all the time. So it was just kind of a different dynamic and I didn't breastfeed. So that helped a little bit because that would have been a whole stressful that I don't even imagine how I would have continued to work and yeah, breastfeed that much at, at that point in time. But Um, what ended up happening, I think was really good because it allowed me to kind of experience what I like and what I don't like. And then really look now at what my priorities are and restructuring the business and restructuring my role accordingly as Ava, my daughter is a little bit older and ready. And so with that, to your point on mom guilt, Devana, that's been a struggle because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take two months off. You're supposed to, how dare you go back to work and give up on that time with your baby. But in my household, my husband works with me part-time and is um, the rest of the time staying at home with our daughter and I'm the primary breadwinner. And so of course there, especially I live out of Indianapolis and in the Midwest, um, I, especially, I feel like a lot of this, what I have done and this way of living, and we all know as women in business, it's less common and there are more and more amazing women rising up. Um, but conversations like this don't happen all too often. And so I felt a lot of mom guilt on going back so early and it's what needed to happen at the time. And it's what was best for our family and it was what was needed. And I did that and I was happy to do it. But there was a lot of judgment I felt from other people and then myself included on, am I doing the right thing? And so I definitely something um, I think, I think a lot of us hear issues like mom guilt and we think that it's just like a diagnosis and we're going to be treated and we're going to be over it. And I think it's one of those things that it's just a part of becoming when you're a mom and you're a business owner, it's just something that you have to navigate. And some seasons, like if you're listening to the radio, it feels like it's really, really loud and the volumes turned up and then others, maybe it's a little bit quieter. Or it's turned down. And so I feel like mom guilt is that it's not a, our priorities in different seasons, at least with, again, coming from someone that has an almost nine month old and is just figuring this out. What I have learned in this very, very short period is that there is a flurry of emotions and a flurry of growth phases and things that are happening simultaneously. And what I have really tried to do within mom guilt has just been giving myself grace and knowing that the trajectory that I mapped out, it doesn't mean that I have to play small, but I have permission to be able to shift my priorities and know that again, and this is kind of creeping in here and knowing that I'm doing the best that I can to be able to take those actions toward it. Yeah. I heard a quote the other day by, I think his name is Coach Wooten. I think John Wooten, who's considered to be the, the most successful coach of all time. And he basically said that success, the definition of success is basically knowing that you have done your best, period. And so I think that you just highlighted that so beautifully, Ashley. Um, so before I ask the last question, I would love to go around and for each of you all to tell everyone your favorite place to hang out so that they can find you and follow you online. So Ashley B., what's your favorite place to hang out? That's a great question because I don't know the answer yet. 
<laughs> so last year, I really, I felt like I kind of liked LinkedIn best in terms of showing up and started kind of being more personal and open there, kind of sharing my own journey and those sorts of things and having virtual coffees with people and all those sorts of things, really leaning into online community and feeling really grateful for that. Because honestly, that's one of the reasons I'm still in my business is the online community. But this year, I'm only working 15 hours a week, pretty tight schedule. So um, I don't know. But so maybe you can website? absolutely find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I will still be there. Just I don't know how much. <laughs> okay. What about your website? Is that a good place for people to connect and yes. follow you? Yes. Yeah. People can absolutely find me there. It's asquaredonline.com. Okay. All right, Catherine. They can find me at Operation Miss on Instagram. Okay. Thank you. Ashley M. If someone I can do, you will find me everywhere. But quickest gateway is onyamark.com. Our website, all of our links are there, but I'm on all the places. Awesome. And Courtney. At first, when you said favorite place to hang out, it was going to be like the couch. (laughs) 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 So you can find me on the couch. But digitally, (laughs) while I'm on the couch, I will be on Instagram at Courtney Shaw. Here's the caveat there. You will notice I don't follow anyone on Instagram. This is an intentional decision I made at the end of 2021. And a lot of people said, well, not a lot of people, a couple of people said like, oh, that means like you're not in it for the community. And I said, oh, contraire, I'm in the DMs all the time. I love DMs. I just don't want to be in the feed and all that. So come follow me, send me a DM. I like to chat with people. So that's where I'm hanging out. Awesome sauce. Okay. So the last question, y'all is what piece of advice would you give your former self (laughs) coming in, knowing that you would be having a baby and building a business? So what would, what piece, one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Okay. Ashley B, we'll start with you. Oh man, it's hard to pick one. Uh, (laughs) You can do two. Yeah. I think the, one of the things that has been the most helpful for me is to really invest time in writing down and coming back to why am I doing it this way? Right. Because especially, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but usually if I'm talking to my husband about my work, I'm kind of venting about the things that frustrate and annoy me. And his answer always is, well, you can quit. Why don't you, you could, you could just quit. You want to quit. (laughs) And the answer is always, no, I really don't want to quit. And so it was really helpful for me to write down and, you know, I think it might've been harder to do in some ways at the very beginning, but to maybe start the exercise then and to keep fleshing it out over time to say, okay, what is important to me about showing up in this way, about running a business in this way? Because if it's just straight making money, there are easier ways for me to do that. So why am I doing it this way? What am I building? What am I believing in? Where am I using my gifts in a way that is really fulfilling to me. Because I think as a parent, especially when, you know, there's this open door, like you could quit, you could be full-time with your kids. Why aren't you doing that to be able to, to be comfortable and confident in myself to say, this is actually for me. I'm doing this for me. Um, and it's making me a better mother and it's making me a better wife and it's making me a better person. And that is better for my children than me taking all of this and laying it on them, right? (laughs) And I think if I were to quit, I could find really great ways to be a great, you know, like I'm not saying that 
I couldn't do that too and still be a great mom. I don't want to put that, you know, implication out there, but I think for me and looking at it and myself and my own personality, and I've talked to friends about this too, where they're like, I feel guilty that I want to work, that I just want to, is that bad? Right. Or that I'm relieved to be back or that I feel good about being back or that there's some part of me that lights up in this space that doesn't light up in the same way in other contexts. Right. And so having those things written down that I can come back to them anytime that kind of question pops up has been so helpful. Like I'm here for the community. I'm here for this vocation. I'm here because I believe in this. I'm here because I can help people. I'm here because I like the intellectual challenge in this way. And it gives me a chance to be me instead of mommy, 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 right? In a different space. Well, basically, if I could, like, allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to experience all the aspects of you. Could that be accurate? Yeah, yeah. And to kind of have that written down for yourself. Like, this is what my business is doing for me. And this is why I'm here. Very cool. Thank you for that, Catherine. And then Ashley M. I love this question. So um, I do have two pieces of advice. One is to save for rainy days. So Mm. I, in building this new program, decided that if I could set aside a certain large amount of money (laughs) before I started on this venture, (laughs) that I know for the next two years, I won't be stressed out about anything because I have this money to sustain our household and the things that, that I'm responsible for. So I would say to anyone who's either transitioning to full-time being online or is trying to plan for maternity leave, save money or find money that someone's giving away to your cause. It so happens that because we're fighting the Black maternal health crisis, if I write a grant for it and I say, yes, we believe in what you're doing, then I can set it aside and use it for what we need it for, for the business. So that's not always the case. People may not always find grants, but there are a lot of grants out there and a lot of people who believe in what you're doing. So you can find money that way. The second thing I would say, because I do have a seven-year-old, is to incorporate your children into the business. My son wakes up every day and says, mommy, have you checked on the moms? What have you, you know, how are they doing today? Has anyone had a baby? Have you, I mean, he's just so excited. And so I thought, you know, when I was doing the first two programs, I didn't really talk to him about it. It was like I worked on it. And then when I was home, I was with him, but they don't have to be separate. And when they're not separate, I mean, I went to a pitch competition and I really do not like being away from my children. So when you talk about mom guilt, my guilt is that if I died, they wouldn't want to go with anybody. They they like people when mm-hmm. I'm around. They prefer for me not to leave them. And so it is always, a, I'm crying when I'm leaving. They're crying when I'm leaving. And so that, you know, for me is the hardest part. But when I had to do a pitch competition, it was up north and my son had a soccer game. And I thought, you know, just like I use technology to build the business, I can be at his soccer game and be at the pitch competition as well. And he said, before I left, he said, mommy, I know you would never want to miss my soccer game, but I need you to come back home with this $15,000. So if it means that you have to not be at my soccer game, I'll be okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. So then you don't have the guilt, but your child is on board. So I just think that as your babies grow, I know all of you have younger kids, children than I do, just keep them incorporated. And then they'll feel like, y'all, we're doing this together. It's not just mommy. That's pretty cool. Especially when a little seven years old is like, go get that 15,000, mommy. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a really important lesson about money and normalizing larger amounts of it so that they're not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Ashley M. And there's so many golden nuggets 
Wow. Nuggets. I can't even talk today. Clearly mommy brain. I need more coffee. Okay. (laughs) Um, Also gave that up this year. Yeah. Cheers to you, Courtney. (laughs) I would say the biggest one that I've just had to learn is just been give yourself grace, giving yourself grace over and over and over again. Um, Courtney, I was so thankful when you shared that story. I also resonated and had postpartum depression. In addition, also struggling with ADHD. And so that was a very, very difficult, kind of a rocky time as my body has been kind of leveling out. And I think it can be very hard, especially with, again, I think our culture, we're doing a better job of normalizing what we are all doing. But again, it's still trying to find as many moms that want to not only build a business, but want to build a business and play big it, they're, they're few and far between. And I think giving ourselves grace to be able to know that it's okay if our vision and mission change, it's okay if our priorities need to shift. It's okay if you need to take some time off early and take a break. I know those are things that I personally struggled with, but just have had to remind myself and say, look at what you've done, Ashley, look at what you've accomplished, look at what's happened thus far. And just reminding myself that there's grace in, in those moments. So that would be the biggest piece. It's, Gun, it's without saying that we're all going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to look back on things and wish that we could have done or addressed them differently. And so just allowing for the grace and not being so hard on ourselves, knowing, especially for me, or if there are other first time moms listening, it's, it's your first time you're, you're figuring it out um, and doing the best you can. And like you said, Tavana, that really is what success looks like. It's, it's progress and progress over perfection and continuing to take day in and day out steps that align with your mission and vision on where you want to go. And knowing that as you continue to expand and have more and more people coming into your family and as your life changes, that it's okay if there's that shift. Yeah, thank you for that. And Courtney, let's round us out. First of all, I'm doing whatever Catherine's doing because your son sounds like the coolest kid I've ever heard of. (laughs) I'm like, I want to hang out with this kid. So on that note, I think what's what, you know, if I'm looking back at myself before getting pregnant or having my daughter, I think the thing that has been a big challenge for me is I am voracious for information. Like I just love learning and with becoming a mom, what's so fascinating is that it's sometimes really, really hard to get information without really strong opinions or advice. And like was mentioned earlier, I think several times is, I think Ashley, you mentioned this, that advice just comes unsolicited from the most random places. I mean, this literally just happened to me this morning where, um, somebody was just asking a question about, you know, as a new, as a new mom, like, what was your experience with X? And then I like wrote that. And then they're like offering to support me. And I'm like, I didn't ask for support. Like I just was trying to like share and answer the question. And so I think what I've sort of learned is that A, stop Googling all the things. Like, don't like be careful because with other things, Googling sometimes can be helpful. With parenting, it can, you gotta be mentally prepared for what you're gonna find. And are you Googling to get validated or are you just looking for information? Because if you're Googling to be validated about parenting decision, and other people are sharing that they do the opposite of that, how are you gonna feel? Um, So in that case, just go with your instinct, go with your gut. So yeah, be careful with the Google. Uh, the Google machine. And with the advice thing, I think what I've decided at this point and what I would have told myself is, you know, connect with moms like this, like this, this group right here who have had children, have young children, have been through it and maybe aren't in the strong opinions of it, who are sharing just openly about what their experiences are, who are connecting, not 
you know, telling you what to do. I think that is what I am. I have started to seek out more because as I talk to my mom and she shares with me, Hey, you know, that whole mom guilt thing about, you know, I feel like I should be at both places at the same time. And I'm trying to do this thing for me. And then I feel like I also want to be there with you. And it genuinely, I want to be doing both things that never goes away. She said, you know, we like literally had this conversation two days ago. She said, you know, you're here right now. And, you know, we live in Canada. She lives in California and you're going to leave in a couple of days. And I go out for a walk. And as I'm going out for this walk that I know that I need for myself, I'm thinking, wow, my daughter is here with my granddaughter right now. I should be there with them, spending as much time with them as possible. So just like Ashley said, it ebbs and flows. And it's not as, you know, for me, I have a lot of hormonal craziness going on right now because I'm postpartum. But it's always like that. I love what you said. I think everyone took notes when you said that radio volume up, volume down thing is the volume is really high for me right now, but it will go down and then it will come back up and it will go back down and, and that's all going to be okay. So I don't know if I can wrap this up. Maybe Tavana, you're like so good at hearing like a thread in all of this, but I think the main thing I'm trying to say is connect with other moms who want to connect and, and just like the sharing vulnerably and openly about each other's experiences is such a great way to connect. And, and, you know, if you want advice, get it. But I I really think that is what most moms are ultimately looking for. Even when they give the unsolicited advice, they're just trying to connect with you. So I think that we all are just trying to, to find um, our community in this. Yeah. I think what I would pull from that is connecting without agenda in that we're just, sharing our humanness with yes. one another without trying to be fixed, quote unquote. So that's, that's what I would say to that. You nailed it. You nailed it. Thank you. All right. So thank you all so, so much for sharing your time and being so open with me and everyone else about this. I know, I know that this episode helped some people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being willing to do this with me. And I will talk to you soon. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at TavanaDenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.